as far as like I think they do like a, a one week program after being <coughs> you know active duty Destroyed. they'll put you in a one week program and talk about this is the real world again like you know what I'm saying and yeah. I think they need to do a better transition from jail too as far as Absolutely. getting but yeah, they don't you know, give a fuck about niggas coming out yeah of jail. you're right but they don't give a fuck about niggas coming out of the military that too but even more <laughs> even more so, yeah, they really don't give a fuck about niggas coming out of jail facts this is all facts alright you ready brother yes sir kick it off go on ahead with it let me see I don't want to start this off this is a I love this song bro play that shit well, sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water. It's gotta like and I think of yeah, all the things what you're doing. Energy. And in my head, uh, I paint right. a picture. Like a, that's the actual track. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's not. It's not. So she got she recording with the same shit we got. Probably. Actually, I think she recorded this like a she can sing like a motherfucker. Who is it? Why don't you come over? Stop making a fool out of me. Damn, Shantae, you can blow that thing. Why don't you come over, Valerie? Oh, yeah, she did a cover. That's hard. Valerie. I love when people cover this song, bro. It's super hard. Valerie. They just, I think they just did like a pop-up recording. Damn, if she's doing that fresh but off the set, she's cold. Never sell. Did you get a good lawyer? Yeah, she's fire. Uh, did you pay that fine? Did you go dodging out of time? Why you so busy? Excited. I went to sleep at a normal time last night. Didn't do that right shit. Same, bro. I got Since some basketball on last night. Ate me some yeah, Taco Bell. Feel kind of dirty. But, you know, a little case of DNA never so hurt nobody. Hey, we back after a couple weeks of no action, but now it's all action. What's capping? I'm, I'm chilling, bro. What's How you been? Solid, man. I'm over this little ear infection, my childish <laughs> ass. Let's just clear the record. I wasn't sure I had an ear infection. Long story short, I was at work one day, got some pressure in my throat, actually, like by my tonsil. Pause. Bro, <laughs> nigga, fuck you. So then, like, probably an hour later, bro, like, you know that tube that go between your ear and throat? Mm-hmm. That whole shit hurt, bro. Like, all the way to, and then it was like that for like a week straight. I've never had an ear infection before. I don't know if it was an ear infection or I just literally had sinus like but pressure. Have, but have you ever like had an ear actual? When ear I was infection? young, I had real bad ears. Like I had to get tubes in my ears and shit when I was young. Because uh, Landon's mom, she be she's had ear infection. He he had a couple of them when he was younger too. He had a bunch of them. Bro, they say they stop. hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, I've never I've never experienced it. I ain't had a toothache either in a long time. Uh, but because I, I got dental insurance. <laughs> 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 just to put that out there 
All right, so we go kick this shit off. Today is a whiskey day. Shit can get interesting. Jeez. We uh, I haven't drank whiskey here. It's been a minute. I haven't drank in two weeks. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I've drank beer here or there, but like, yeah, I ain't really putting no real liquor in my body. So today we're doing a whistle pig. Whistle pig is a pretty pronounced uh, bourbon. They make a lot of different aged bourbons, and this one's actually a rye. So. I honestly don't know a shit ton about rye, so I'm not even gonna act like I do. But we gonna drink the fuck out of this shit today. It's a ten, uh, age ten years. They uh come out of Vermont. It actually says it's a product of Canada. Shout out to the Canadian truckers right now blocking the streets because they, you know, what I'm saying, trying to push to get get shit back to normal. I haven't. I've heard people talk about that, but I don't know. What's, I really don't know what's going on. I haven't got like crazy in depth with it. Um, all I know is they're not fucking with these COVID restrictions no more. They think they need to go away. And a bunch of truckers said, let's block our fucking semis on these highways until you fuck up the distribution and blah, 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 which kind of sucks for the normal citizens if they're trying to get around. But sometimes, you, like you say, you got to do some shit to make some shit pop. Um, but yeah, we got 110.7 proof. Jesus Christ. This shit's about to be hot, my boy. Cheers up. We're going to get it in. Let me go ahead and pull my shit. Yep. Damn, it even smell like 110 proof. And this yeah. is not shit that you take shots of. Do not be I appalled. Got the way. God damn. What you got off the nose? This smells sweet. Yeah, I'm getting like a like a green apple smell. Or something. Yeah, like a green apple. You're right. Definitely a lot of apple. Yeah, that's that's the main thing I smell. See, cheers. our, our uh, notes are getting up. Big cheers. Let's take a sip of that. Jesus Christ, Claude! My name is Claude. <laughs> God, that nigga can't remember his own name. Claude. Claude. So on the back note, it kind of tastes like cough medicine. A little bit. Like Robitussin. It's like on uh, on Toy Story, whenever Buzz Lightyear was drunk, he said, my name is Mrs. <laughs> Nesbitt. <laughs> nigga didn't even know his own shit. Sipping down Darjeeling. <laughs> no bullshit. From that little sip, did you just feel your chest light up? Absolutely. Yeah, that like, shit burned my throat. I didn't even take a big sip. My shit just caught on fire. This has nothing to do with anything, but have you ever thought about like waterboarding somebody? Uh, every time I watch that movie with Denzel and they did it to him, it makes me want to. Oh, uh, uh, Safe House? Safe House. Yeah, I just watched that the other night. They did it to him and I was like, that looks fucking great. But the only thing is like, can it, act? I guess it could, they could kill you pretty easily, I guess. You oh, just yeah. drown the fuck out of you. Because they got you, they got you laying back and they just pouring water like down both Down holes. both holes, bro. Yeah. That would not be fun. That's a terrible, getting tortured sounds terrible. But it also, if you're doing the torture and it'd be lit. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'll be afraid of karma, but, but I mean, I don't know. It's one of my favorite things to think about, like, what I would do to somebody if I tortured them. I, like, love thinking about all the fucked up shit I would do. I do, too. And not, not to say, like, I'm crazy, but I think it's fun to think about. Because, like, too. I like the movie Saws and shit, like, when they be fucking niggas up. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night, like, maybe I'm just paranoid. I was talking to, talking to this chick, and she was telling me I was paranoid. I said, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, like, if I think I hear a noise, and I, like... Go around my house and make sure ain't nobody in there with my gun. Yeah, I've definitely done that. So one time my TV turned on by itself at my old crib, and I got out the bed butt naked with my pistol. 
And I watched the video the next day, and I was definitely well prepared. Like, imagine getting shot by a butt naked ass motherfucker. Yeah, bro. She told me she told me I was a paranoid person because I be I do that sometimes. Like, if I hear a strange noise or something that I don't think is supposed to be here, I'm definitely hopping up and going to check it out. And I got my bacon with me. Nah, bro. I've had a. I've sat up in the bed with my pistol aimed at the door multiple times. Thank you. See, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I definitely give Emily a fair warning. Like, if she's out and about, like, hey, make it very clear that it's you. Because if I'm asleep and here, like, something, I just am very alert when Thank I wake you. up. Yeah, I'm not. Because she's like, she's like, you sleep with your gun next to you. I was like, yes. where is it supposed to be? There's no, it's no good if it's anywhere else. Yeah, you can be put in a I'm drawer using? across yeah. the room. And unload it. Like, what the, she's like, you got to load it. Like, yes. That's what it's for. So the, going over that, anybody that's properly trained with a gun is very comfortable with having a loaded gun. Yeah. If I'm you not, know gun procedure and safety, having a loaded gun is the normal date. I sleep with my pistol loaded, and then sometimes, I, if I'm feeling real frisky, I lay my shotgun on the pillow next to me. That is getting a little out of hand. But okay, so here's my here's my reasoning. Sometimes because I wake up in two different states. Sometimes, sometimes I wake up and I'm super alert, pinpoint. I aim my pistol. Yep. Other times I wake up and your eyes feel stuck my closed. Eyes are, yeah, they like I'm like groggy, shit feel fuzzy. You need so, a shotty. Yeah, I, don't I agree like with that. I used to sleep with my 300 blackout and shotgun <laughs> in the closet, and then I was like, you know, that might be. So yeah, I still do it for any of y'all fuck niggas out there trying to rob my place. Yeah, that's what I said. If a nigga, if a nigga happens to break, because I sleep in my door locked too. Mm. So like, if somebody wants to try to come in my room, like I hear them before I, they get in there. I would say we would do that. But I got Milani. I only so I I, I keep my door open whenever landing. Yeah. But when I'm here by myself, door locked open. door. Yeah, because I I'm gonna hear you. If if a nigga break in my house, he's meeting he's meeting his Lord and Savior that day. If I hear the door thing jiggle, you know the handle jiggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm get to it's wiggling. Over it's over with. Pulling like hey like uh, Landon said, I'm pulling out the ham. The ham. <laughs> that I, shit was over. If, if a nigga if a nigga <laughs> my door, I got the ham. He said the big gun is ham. <laughs> That's the ham, bro. <laughs> Loki, he was on to something with that. He, but he and Landon funny too, cause he do the same shit. Like before he go to sleep, sometimes he put a, he'll set up his basketball goal and like the camera block it and block it. He'll take a little jump rope and tie it around one of them and he'll tie it on his door. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, this. So if a bad guy opened my door, all this stuff will fall down, and I know it's a bad guy. I'm like, see, smart. He on, he on that like, Kevin McAllister shit. He, he ready. I was like, that's when I was like, damn, he be watching me. <laughs> he pay attention. Hey, it's better to be prepared than not be prepared. Exactly. You can't never be overly prepared. But what we got on the board today, my guy? What you want to talk about first? Well, it is still Black History Month. We couldn't record the first two weeks. I'm only half black, so I didn't want to do any interruptions. <laughs> I saw, I've seen multiple different theories on this. Some people say that if you have black, you're supposed to celebrate every other day. Some people say that you should be able to choose if you want to celebrate on the front end or the back end. I'm doing the back end. The back end? Okay. Well, I've been really celebrating, but, you know, I'm going to promote the back end. I like the I like the every other day thing. If I was mixed, that's what I would do. To milk it? Every, yeah, milking it out. Mm-hmm. But then I'll be forget what day it is and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now I could just go hard. Landon got, Zoe got mad at me because I told Landon he could only celebrate the first half of the month. <laughs> now he's eliminated. Yeah. He's like, you're eliminated from the game. I don't want to catch him being happy about being black for the rest of the month. Ever since I found out I'm 10% Irish, I'm kind of excited for uh, St. Patrick's Day. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, white people act the ass, bro. That's what I'm saying. I think, does 10% get me in? I think so. Ten, I mean, I one out of 10 is per, yeah. 10% like I'm actually feeling like I'm pretty Irish at this point, you know? Like, I got even, like, little red strands in my beard and shit. Bro, the two... There's two places I've seen white people act just a complete ass. Fucking St. Patrick's Day, 
and uh, Carb Day. Speaking of Carb Day, you want to go this year? Oh, absolutely. You in there? Yeah. I got to grab us a turn three ticket. Uh, I got one available. Carb Day. I went to Carb Day once before they shut everything down. It's the last one of that, bro. It goes. It's fun as fuck, bro. I was buttered. Oh, every time. When I get home from Carb Day, it's usually like four or five o'clock, and I sleep till the next day every Mm -hmm. time. So my problem was I'm, I didn't know it was gonna be super muddy. I I'd never been before. Bro. I wore my uh my black and yellow ones, bro. Done for. Over with. Sometimes though, if it hadn't been raining, you know what I'm saying, you could wear some heat. But that, that last time it was raining, and it was, bro. I, but I don't know how. I I've gonna, slammed people through tables on carb day. I <laughs> shout out to my boy Darren. Me and him was drunk, standing on coolers, and I fell and I pulled him down with me. And we got it on video. I gotta show you. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> I was with I was with Mobley last time. Mobs, my boy. <laughs> Bro, we shout was, out Mobs. Shout out my dog. Uh, I need. We need to have a. So usually, I get my pops to bring the grill. Mm-hmm. I'll bring the DJ set up. We mm-hmm. set the tent up, boy. We've got it. We can get it popping quick. We definitely need to make it happen. The the funniest shit I saw was I was walking through like the sea of white people and it was this dude in his drawers in a cowboy hat standing on top of his RV and I, I'm drunk. I was I immediately stopped. I was like, whatever's about to happen, I have to see this. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> he said, I'm gonna do a flip. I was, I was like, this is about to be great. Bro, nigga jumped off the RV, did a front flip, landed face first into the mud. Like it was a lot of mud that day, bro. Just- he landed like noise and everything. He did not get up, bro. I started walking away he so was fast. Injured. I was like, this nigga got to be dead, bro. Bro, I've seen oil wrestling there, like two chicks in bathing suits doing oil wrestling in kiddie pools. I've I've wrestled like 40 people. I mean, like carb day for some reason just get people riled up. I don't it's, get it. I didn't I didn't realize until like I went that it's like, apparently, I guess it's like one of the biggest. I, the Indy oh, 500 yeah. is one of the biggest sporting days in, in the world. I Bro, Indy really isn't like known for racing, just for that one fucking Yeah, day. I didn't know that. Everybody fucks with Indy for that reason. That's, yeah. I've never <laughs> been to the 500 race. I think this year I might go. Mm-hmm. It's for anybody, if you never, if you live in Indiana, or really if you live anywhere, if you've never been to Carb Day and you want to see some people act, just show their ass. That is the day. It's completely worth it. It It's absolutely phenomenal. Because it's like, it's like. And if you want to act the ass too, it's acceptable. It's very acceptable. I've yeah, I've acted a complete ass. I haven't done nothing like berserk, but I definitely have. Like I said, I slammed some dude through a table one year, and that shit was fire. I just got blackout drunk and was wandering around, and I don't know how. I remember I was walking through like like I was buttered, bro, and I was Super walking through buttered. a cloud or through a crowd. And I was looking for Mobley and where we had set up. And you know how you be like, losing people easy bro, at easy. Carb Day. I was walking for. Yeah, I had to be walking for at least forty five minutes just looking. Had no idea. It where was he, probably where five, was. but you felt like yeah, it was 45. It felt like it. And then I was just walking, and I just felt an arm just like grab, grab you, Mobs. Bro, and Mobs is like he be just like appearing out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And I'm like, where the fuck have you been? He'd be like right here. <laughs> like nigga, no, you have not. <laughs> yeah, this, we gonna have to fuck with Carb Day, but. Black History Month. Yeah, you know, lots of history. I'm shitty. It's only one month, and I'm shitty that we even got to devote a month to Black History because let's talk about it all fucking year round. I mean, it's always a good time to tap into Black mm-hmm. History in America. Built, and you know, America is built on Black slaves' backs. A lot of y'all don't want to admit it, but it is. Yeah, 
And in the Irish, that's why I kind of happy I'm tipping because the Irish had it pretty bad in America too, oh, yeah. bro. I mean, at the beginning, you know, they, they had it. Irish had it bad in Europe too. They treated absolutely the Irish. They called them. Uh, they called the Irish people white niggers. <laughs> they treated that's them it. Like, yeah, they treated them like niggers too. So the other day, I asked Paul why we as black people aren't well, you know, why we aren't mad at the Africans equally, which. You know, that's a stretch because, you know, under the circumstances and the time of us being, you know, traded in the slave trade or whatever the case might have been or sold. But my dad, he said some funny shit one time. He said, not one nigga came over to canoe to try to help us. <laughs> they know where we went. They had no idea. That's they just seen a white man come over with some boats and was like, fuck it. They giving us more than this uh, neighborhood tribe. So, And they was about to sell us anyway. Which goes back to... People are going to do people shit or humans are going to do human shit. Like, I've always had this theory in my mind that if black people were the first ones to that have found uh, America and they enslaved white people, would it be reversed? Like, it would just be the exact same. Like, we would have oppressed the fuck out of them just like they did us. I think it's human nature, essentially. I think humans always want to capture and hold power. Why would you not? You know what I'm saying? I think... I think for that conversation, because you know, for that you also got to look at the differences. There was a big difference in like culture, like the European culture, and then the traditional African culture. Like especially around that time frame, even if you look at a civilization that had been there or been civilized longer than Europeans, Chinese people. You're right. Uh, J.R. Smith just did an interview. That shit was fire. Did you see where he said that? Uh-huh. Where that he said fire. he had the European mindset mm-hmm. and he needed to... It was me, 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 me. You know, everything's about me. Yeah. And the tribal mindset. You are right. You know, people in tribal mindsets do think about the next man and it's just a cultural thing, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think human beings as a whole always want to capture some type of like power over... And if you have to use race as leverage or whatever the case might be, you know, you want to li- you generally you want to lift up your people, whether that's Christians or religious factor, you know. <clears throat> I, I do know, like, if you so people talk a lot about the difference in in the Western mindset versus the Eastern mindset. And that is one thing that they talk about a lot. Like I had a friend who's from India. And he talks about like how people are in India it's, it's and even people in Asia. It's like it's way more community less oriented than like western mindsets which is like me which there's this book i've been reading called happy city i think i was telling you about that that talks about um architecture and the way it it, yeah the way it it messes with well the chapter i'm on right now is super interesting it's talking about the the bloom of the automotive industry in america and i didn't know any of this shit so it's talking about how how um for the most part in human history before automotive the automotive renaissance streets were like a was like a marketplace the streets were for everybody they were where people went to sell stuff they were where people could walk and it was just but then the henry ford and a lot of different um automotive politicians or whatever you want to call mm. them because they started getting paid and they started like creating schools for traffic laws and all that shit, all this shit around the same time and changing petitioning changes in the laws. At the beginning, when cars were invented, I think 
I, the statistic was um, there was when cars were first created and sold in America for the first 10 years, there were an extra 200,000 deaths <clears throat> in the in the creation of cars because you got to think people early on, there weren't traffic laws, there weren't speed limits, there weren't right away laws, which shit we take for granted right now. But early on, it was it was they they kind of had it set up. It was pedestrian versus automotive driver, and it was two schools of thought and two law systems. And it eventually became what we know it today, to where like whenever before, whenever a pedestrian would get hit early on, it was the car owner's fault. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of changed to where the onus was on the pedestrian, to mostly what close to where we are now for the most part. Because I think they don't they still go by the pedestrians always have the right of way law though. No. That's no, not that, in- so so it kind of depending on what's going on. They they made it to where for the automotive industry it was like more of the laws were there were penalties for the automotive drivers if they were to hit pedestrians, but the laws were more created like stoplights and street walking signs were created to make pedestrians stop and allow cars to have the right away for the most part. <clears throat> Isn't that wild though? How vehicles can culturally change completely a whole community. In in Brazil, the dude that wrote the book, one of the cities there, they outlawed <clears throat> the use of uh, of personal vehicles for three days out of the week. They turned a bunch of places like uh, where intersections and shit were. They changed them into community parks. They took away for extra land. They, they started taking away driveways. They started doing a bunch of different stuff. And then <clears throat> the, the actual, like in, in surveys they were taking to people, their happiness went up. There's another thing in this, in this book that talks about the uh, serotonin or whichever one is for the dopamine. Dopamine. I forget which one it was. They both, I think, play a factor. If you, if you study the brain chemistry of somebody who has an hour plus commute to work, Versus somebody who has less than that, there's a, I think it's like a 20% difference in their dopamine levels. With the person who has to travel longer? For, yeah, theirs is less. Oh, so, so if you so, can get to work quicker. Yeah, so the longer your commute, the less happy you are. It's pretty much. Which makes sense. Nobody wants to drive that fucking long to go to work. And it was just funny. It was just talking about, it, it talks about, <clears throat> it, goes in, it goes in depth. It talks, I, it talks about city building <clears throat> and all this type of shit. Who would ever thought, you know, civil engineering would play that much of a factor in our, it's such a push to, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even think that as a factor. Mm-hmm. And, but but th- when you get done with this book, you definitely let me cop, like, let me get that. Cause it, it, it's mad interesting. Cause it just, it just talks about pretty much the basis of the book is, is the dude talking about how we've gone about building our cities mm-hmm. incorrectly. He talks about the districts and the, and how having more spread out districts, uh, I, obviously increases average commute time for the people in that city and by having a more centralized like downtown mm. district adds to happiness for the for the residents it adds to um family bonding yeah. it, he goes he's talking about he a lot of it he talks about how <laughs> suburbs are basically the worst thing that's happened to the american city yeah because you don't really have any like actual cultural ties with your neighbors like mm-hmm. we don't share marketplaces we don't even share goods you know what i'm saying like not to say you can't but a subdivision or whatever the case might be you really don't have any intertwining like we have if you have a park in the neighborhood that might yeah. be your only 
way to intertwine with your neighbors. You know what I mean? Or you have a block party yeah. or whatever the case might be. You don't have the local store where you see your all your neighbors and you can kind of like like plays in New York, like they got bodegas and shit yeah, like that. You, you can be more like you, interactive. You've heard me say that before, like living in like in certain suburban areas, like I don't like it. I have I a, was I, thinking about that when I was driving here today. Yeah. I actually was more definitely open minded to that concept of I understand where you're coming from for sure. Because out where I live, don't get me wrong, it can be peaceful, but I do feel like it takes a, a aspect of my life away as far as like the depth of just having neighbors that I can communicate with. I feel like very, I yeah, I feel very like segregated from the world, and I feel like I'm in my own little bubble. Like I said, there's pros and cons to everything. Do I have you know solace and peace? I do, but I also don't feel like I'm interacting with people that I that I mesh with. I feel like I'm very segregated out there by myself, kind of, you know, which. It's kind of dope. Uh, we could roll into a, a cool conversation um, that goes into redlining and how they develop cities solely based on keeping the black community separated from the white community, um, specifically Chicago. I've heard that the south side of Chicago was designed specifically to be its own area for black people and how the highways route around it. You know, I need to read more in depth. You might even know more than I do about the situation, but... Mm-hmm. This <clears throat> this book goes into that too. It talks about so it talks a lot about um homeowners associations playing uh-huh. a big part in redlining and, and keeping black people out of certain suburban neighborhoods too because or just culturally, like in the from the way cities were set up before when they started building all these subdivisions, they started having rules that were were you know how like I don't know the word for it, I guess exclusive for minorities. You know how like in certain mm-hmm. clubs they'd be like no sneakers, no, yeah. no hoodies. Basically, they were doing that shit with with homes, saying try, trying to keep black people out of certain areas and <clears throat> places. They they would only implement homeowners associations in new subdivision builds in suburban areas. But and that that changed the dynamic because for people that were trying to get away from black people and their property values were declining. They would go to these new created subdivisions where it had all these homeowners association laws to keep black people out. And then they would they would uh, weaken the the restrictions in places closer to inner cities. That's why in a lot of American cities, if you look urban, closer to downtown, more dense areas, it's mostly minorities. It was designed like that for a reason, because the further you go out, there's all these laws, these these rules and. Our, this is super interesting. This bro, this book, this that book, book is, is yeah, it sounds it, phenomenal. It start, it talks about a bunch of shit that I never really. It makes me pissed off. Of. I have an HOA in my neighborhood they, where I can't have my trash can outside my house. And, and I can't it, even put a fucking barn in my backyard. It was funny because the dude was talking about. He was talking about because um, this is early 1900s. He's talking about okay. He's he's from Brazil. He um he was the mayor of uh, Titty of, City. Titty. <laughs> no, he was the mayor of uh of uh God damn uh, Rio de Janeiro. No, it's another uh, or it, may, it might be it might be Colombia. Hmm. Wherever the place is where it's less like super famous for Coke in South America. Colombia. Anyway, he was talking about um how America is built off freedom, freedom of the individual, all this other stuff. But he said slowly but surely, if you look at the early nineteen hundreds, how they started kind of subtly chipping away at that identity of Americans. He said it started off by 
changing the laws for the streets. It was no longer a community because before there weren't street laws. You could set up a fucking shop. You go out there, sell whatever you wanted to. The street was for everybody. It, it was yeah. a community <clears throat> belonging to everybody. So they started. To you didn't have to have a fucking permit. Yeah. And all that bullshit. So they started kind of trying to, they started chipping away at that, giving, giving people certain rules for the streets, giving it kind of the more wealthy people who could afford vehicles at that time. Then they, because early on with vehicles, it, like I said, it was, wasn't any traffic laws. They started chipping away at that, taking away the freedom from people from that. And then they even started taking away the freedom for owning your own land in your home. With homeowners associations. Yeah, now you can't even do what you want with your own property. He was talking about how how it was funny how America bases itself off freedom, except for all of these little things. And you're paying to give up your own freedom. Mm -hmm. Like, I am paying yearly for a homeowners association, which they try to convince you is a good idea because they plow the streets and we have like a community pool. Mm -hmm. But I can't put a barn in my backyard. So I'm giving away my freedoms and collateral for them to plow snow off my fucking streets and put some chlorine in the water. And paying them. And I'm paying them money for this. Mm -hmm. That's the psychological aspect of now you have the reverse of people who are like, okay, well, if you live in an HOA, at least you are keeping your property value up because you don't have people who are trashing their house. Like You have to keep your grass cut. You have to Mm -hmm. follow restrictions. It is nice for that aspect because you don't have a neighbor who's fucked his whole house up and he's got a junkyard in the front yard. And now you go to sell your house and everybody that comes looks at it is like, what the fuck's going on here? And it, yeah, it, it was pros just, and cons to fucking yeah. everything. But he was just talking about how like how like Americans play such this or this fake emphasis on on freedom. Freedom. But he started. It was funny. He's he like reading. He's like reading the fuck out of Americans. He just started talking about. Well, y'all have such an emphasis on freedom, but you have this, 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 and this. No, I agree with him wholeheartedly. You really can't do shit free. Yeah. Like, over at least over in Germany, they have like an Autobahn where you can fucking go as fast as you want to go. Here, Ticket City, boy. Man. Tickets everywhere. Like, I want to go 100 through a school zone. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I don't know that you should probably do that. But it is it's interesting just like how that's why I was talking about even if people want to talk about how there's not overt like walking down the street. Hey, there's a nigger racism. Like there's still systematic. There's little shit. They're not they're not stupid. Like nobody's going to just put that. Now they have had blatant racism and blatant laws excluding black people. But for the most part, most of the shit is veiled. To where they could be like, oh no, that's not racist. Like, yeah, but it's it's, it's like that for everybody. But hmm. when you are pushing it way harder in one area compared to another, yeah. is it really for everybody? And that's why it slips past a lot of people because mm-hmm. they they're. I always say this: they're not stupid. They, didn't they do are it not in a dumb stupid. Way. Yeah, there they, are there's steps ahead for sure. Yeah, like they did it in an extremely intelligent. They did it smart to where only people that look and pay attention and read laws and know the times that they created these laws and shit they're like oh okay i see what y'all did there but for the most for the most part people would be like oh no that's the law for everybody it's like all right i mean yeah but (laughs) but yeah when it's enforced way more prevalent in certain areas what do you expect it's the to dumb it down it's the same thing as like a club if a club is like no you can't wear jordans you can't wear hoodies you can't wear all the like yeah that's the law for everybody but who mostly does that? Like you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, a white person can't come in here and that either, but way more like 
Exactly. Like, not to say they don't wear it. Yeah. They just don't wear it as much as maybe this it, group of yeah, people. Yeah, it, it, it's that'd be like that'd be like them being like, um, y'all, no, you can't wear braids in here. It's like, yeah, I know some white people with braids, but, but very little. Yeah, just like clubs. Yeah, no, uh, you have to wear a belt. You, you know, sagging, no do rags, no yeah. tank tops, like no niggers. No, pretty much. But they, <laughs> they should have just put that. And it would have just simplified everything they tried yeah, to say. Yeah, but they not, they not going to say Because, that. bro, I was in Phoenix. No bullshit. Went to a club. I had on nice jeans, nice shoes, and I had a like a camouflage t-shirt on, which it was like a one of the cool, nice cut ones. Nice, like from PacSun or something. <clears throat> Literally go to the door. The dude was like, yeah, you can't come in here. And I was like, why? He goes, you got a camo shirt on. I said, what does that have to do with anything? He goes, no camo here. Like- you can't let me in because I'm wearing a camouflage t-shirt. I just feel like there's the ease. Like I feel like he made that shit up in his own mind because yeah. I'm like, why the fuck does a camouflage t-shirt have to, just like the no white t-shirt thing? Yeah, I was about. I was just about Mucky to Duck. Yeah, you was just about you to can't that. wear a fucking white t-shirt in Mucky Duck. You can't wear a solid white. T-shirt. He, the owner of Mucky Duck, hates niggas. Oh yeah, hates them. But the people there that work there will tell you that absolutely, Everybody they'll knows. tell you. Like one, I, I can't wear a necklace there. One time I walk in there, I'm getting a drink. Dude came over. He's like, "Hey man, you either gotta take your necklace off or tuck it in." I'm thinking, "What the fuck is my necklace doing to anybody in this facility?" And it's not because some places like in blacker like size, they do that shit like I guess for safety or say they do it for safety. But like, fam, we're on the south side of Indianapolis in Southport. Like, nobody's nobody's here throwing gang signs. Nobody's yeah. snatching change. Like, you just don't want no niggas to come in your establishment. You can't wear athletic gear to a fucking Southside sport, or I mean, it's not even a sports bar. It's just like a. I, a I can't wear bar. like uh, I went there with Darren one night, and he had on like some uh Adidas like shorts, mm-hmm. you know, like athletic shorts. And he was like, "No, nah, you can't come in with those." And I was like, "Bro, let's dip because that's dumb as fuck." Like we literally came here to eat some food, drink a beer, and leave, mm-hmm. and you can't go on the patio with some fucking shorts on. Bro, I had some. I got some fire like Lakers shorts, some basketball. Like you ever seen the ones? The leggings? The no Lakers shorts. <laughs> I didn't say leggings. <laughs> but <laughs> the you ever seen LeBron yeah. like with the with the Lakers? I, yeah, hard, hard, hard. I got those. So I went there, fire, bro. Mm-hmm. And then they told me I couldn't go in there. It was a bunch. Of, it was back like when the pandemic first happened. And Lucky Duck was deep like every night. Yeah, I was like, man. So I called my dog. He's already in there. He's like, hey, bro. He said we over here on the on the patio. Like, Slid right in, bro. I went. I went around back. Hopped the fence. Yeah. Oh, the part that the white t shirt thing throws me. It's dumb as fuck. It's a white t shirt. What the fuck is offensive about a white shirt? Niggers. <laughs> I just think even white people wear white t shirts. Yeah. That's the part. That yeah. one right there is a rule that I cannot and will not ever understand. I can see if he said no wife beaters. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a it's a no streetwear thing is what I think he's. Nigga, you're not running this fancy club. No. If the owner of Monkey Duck is listening to this, fuck you. That's why I've knocked people out on your property. And I'll knock your ass out too if I knew who you was. <laughs> fuck but, him. But it, like we said. I ain't going back actually. <laughs> and if I do, I'm. I ain't, been some to, shit up. I ain't been back to Monkey Duck in forever, bro. Shout out to Aaron. <laughs> Shout out my dog that's banned from Monkey Duck forever. <laughs> Low-key, you might have been on this. <laughs> yeah, I want to be right there with you because fuck Monkey Duck, bro. Yeah, you, you They're not the, getting no more of my money. You was a pioneer. <laughs> yeah, you're the pioneer. We'll, Shout out you, to Aaron. You're fuck. the pioneer of fuck Monkey Duck, brother. He that, really is, dog. <laughs> they, but like, it's, it's like there was so much shit in the world. Like It's just, I don't know, man. It's 
I just camouflage shirts, white t-shirts, the do rag. Like there was one time I went to a club downtown and the dude was like, uh, "Can you lift up your shirt?" I'm thinking he's looking to see if I had a pistol on me, so I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." He's like, "Yeah, you can't come in." I was like, "Why?" He goes, "You don't have a belt on." I said, "What the fuck does me having a belt have to do with anything right now?" At all. If my pants fit me properly and they're on my waist, like let's say I wear a 34, nigga, and my pants are fitting right, mm-hmm. maybe I don't fucking need a belt at all. What the fuck does a belt? I never have? wear belts. He said you can't come in, no belt, bruh. I've been I've been denied at doors multiple times for shit that <clears throat> that you shouldn't be, and that is the shit that I'm but talking. That's about. why. That's why the arguments. <clears throat> like when, even when you do this, you're right. When you like when you be like, you're like, well, that doesn't mean you can't live your normal life. Like nobody's telling you, you can't. I hate I hate that argument because I'm like, yeah, you're right, but that's not the point. Like that, like, yeah, you're right. Arguing me about that, he's like, nobody said you can't go out and do stuff. I'm like, duh, nigga. Yeah, like, you can't. You nobody's saying you can't do you, stuff, but they make little veiled shit to make it more difficult. Little restrictions, and the more we we get into death. I think I gotta remind myself of the shit that I've even had to do. I'll be trying to remind you. You be getting on my nerves. You be pissing me off. That's Just what I'm saying. Be- Living in the su- I'm moving out the suburbs this year. Fuck. This, this I gotta get away. It's fucking me up. Me, bro, when you texted me that day at, at nine a.m. talking about some, why are we bad at white people instead of Africans? I'm like this thing. I didn't question it like that. Are I you- said, why are we not equally as bad? Because I said they sold us. They never came back to rescue us. He was like, well. They didn't know. So I said, oh, well, I guess if you don't know, then you have no accountability. <laughs> yeah, some, some bullshit. I like mean, that. I'm still equally kind of shitty. They never came over here to say, hey, man, like. that's not, but, but they just didn't give a fuck. So that's another Let's conversation. Let's be honest. That's a whole other conversation. Like Slavery Africans, was very popular at that time, too, though. But Africans don't, don't claim African Americans. Like, when they come. That's a super fire Conversation I love when, to have with you right now. When they come, when they come over, because if we go over there, they don't even like us now. No, they don't like us. They they don't, and, and then they get they get upset if they're grouped in with us when they move over here. There's nothing I'd love to see better than an African dude whoop your ass. Fuck African niggas. <laughs> <laughs> African niggas dress trash, bro. They, <laughs> they breath be hot. Soon. They be they be wearing flip flops with jeans and shit, bro. One of them got my fucking credit card information from a taxi one night. I'm gonna beat his ass when I see him. But it, it, and I don't really know. Like we could talk through it. Like I don't know why they hate niggas. <laughs> like I don't. I've never understood it. I think they don't want to identify with us because, for one, they want to. They want to. They don't even want to reconcile with what happened. They like fuck you, niggas. Yeah, <laughs> basically, pretty much. You get what you get. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't I, I've never been able to understand that. But there's still, I think, a hidden envy of. I think they brought. They thought them. They're going to go over there and get fucked up. That'll be the end of that. Now they see LeBron James clapping baby powder. And they like, you niggas is successful. I, what I really think it is, this could go off into so many different topics. What I really think it is, I think is, so, you know, we were talking about Nigerian people and like Nigerian principals earlier. Like how they'd be like, oh, I want you to be a doctor, an accountant, yeah. a fucking a lawyer, <clears throat> shit like Sound that. like the Chinese. So, yeah. So there, there's an African. If you know African people, you know, like Africans are strict. Like they have like a strict like regimented like way that they look at life like they don't they real no nonsense no bullshit you tell an african parent you want to be a rapper they're gonna slap the fuck out of you shit like, oh yeah hit you with a brick yeah like like and i think which is weird that's the, i got a good thought bust it they're 
So they have the more traditional mindset of like, once you get a good working job, a normal thing, which is probably good, the more I think about it, because... Don't do anything that's outside the box, because you might fuck around and end up doing nothing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Be safe here. So, but then they see African Americans and... Niggas over here want to be in the NBA, want to be rappers, oh, yeah. want to be shit like like shit that they would imagine is less untangible things. Yeah, not in their realistic. Mind. Like they're like, you want to be a fucking singer? They're like Giannis, who like, go go yeah, like go to fucking college like that. Yeah, that's I think that might be. Wild. I think the Chinese too, or even Arabic people, a lot of them are more traditionally bound to get their kids to do more. Let's say realistic things. Everybody but us. Everybody but us is more like hey, as a child. Yeah, little Eddie, you can go to the NBA, but how about we work on you being a pharmacist? And then you got us that's like, nah, nigga, you going to the league. J. Cole talks about that. He's like, <clears throat> he in one of his, uh, I think it's off the KLD album. I forget what song it is. But he's talking about, it might be Windows. He's talking about. Um, Fire. But they only got 12 spots on the Pistons. Exactly. Like, I think I looked it up one day. Only 5% of college athletes go professional. I think it's less than that. I think it's around that. Let's just say or, five. Or I, know, I know for NBA it's less than Let's that. just say five. You don't just like, like all college? Yeah. Let's yeah. just say for NBA, 5%. For NBA, it's like 1%. Because, yeah, because NBA is a lot less slots. Let's mm-hmm. just say overall college to professional. How hard is it to even get a full ride to college? Less than probably probably less than one percent. Even really high good athletes. high school athletes are not getting. I mean, some of them get. You know, to get a full ride to like Duke or Notre Dame. That's D one hard. D one D one is like one percent of. And then you take and cut that to so your chances are now you take that into into mind. And then how hard it would it be? How many rappers out of millions really blow up to be a, a real famous rapper? The odds. We're talking odds here. Mm-hmm. So if I tell my son, you know, you could be an NBA player or a rapper, but if I, maybe he can, but his odds are probably very slim. Mm-hmm. But if I say, hey, you could be a fireman, a pharmacist, these are actually tangible things that if I say you get good grades in school, you go to college, get a degree, you can actually become this. I think, like you said, they're playing this traditionally safe route of don't. Don't do don't have these big dreams because your chances are very slim. You're gonna end up being a broke boy. Yeah. And we're gonna have to help you and we don't want to. Well, and then I, I, I that's I, I'm kinda conflicted with that because I also like we talked about earlier. Like, big I dreams. Telling people big dreams. But then I think I think it's risk. I think if you are a person that's dreaming big and you can accept the risk that you might fail or like I don't know. I say never kill anybody's dreams. If my yeah. if my kids want to be famous and blah blah blah, I'm here to support that. My job as a father is to make sure that in the background they understand the risk and they understand the odds. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can do is make sure they know that part and that they know they have to have a backup plan. Always go to school first, and that's something that as a parent I want to be very strict upon. Go to school first. If you do go to college, like even a lot of these basketball players, pick a pick a something that's actually a usable degree. Mm-hmm. Because if this doesn't pan out for you, then what? Now you that's, got a degree in some bullshit. That's why I hate people to say you shouldn't have a plan B. I'm like, no, you should always have a plan B. I'm like that's stupid because or like I think I think people like people. I hate the idea that you can only put your all into plan A and that's the only way you can be successful. It's like, no. No. You can have a plan B too. You can have B, C, D. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. That's but that and that and that, but that people, to me includes intelligence to know. Yeah. Okay, Plan A may not work. And people people contradict themselves because those are the same people that are like they're like, well, you're not confident. In I don't that. have a Plan B, but then they, those are the same motherfuckers that say if you shoot for the stars and miss, you can still land on the moon. Like nigga, the moon's a Plan B. <laughs> like what are you talking? Exactly. About? That's just a runabout way. People yeah, people just say stupid shit like that. But like I also I see I'm I'm not as big on school for the school. I'm I'm big on school. Let me explain. So if I see a lot of people that go to school for bullshit degrees that don't pan out to nothing, they end up doing something that's not their full degree. I plan on if I plan on at a certain age, whatever age I deem him to be like responsible and able to really like understand and grasp these concepts. I'm like, look, if you want to go to school and we're going to pay for school, I will pay for your school. I will pay as much as I can to help you survive and focus on school. But you need to have a concrete, solid Plan, plan and direction that you want to go. I don't want you to just go to school to get drunk and fuck bitches and cause you can do all that shit. Not going, going to school. To school. Like you go, you come work for me, work in a trade yeah. and make hella money. And then we don't have any debt. You drive to Bloomington and yeah, or drive wherever to go do that shit. But like, if you have a, a solid plan, like I, I want to go and be a lawyer, it's going to be a long road. It's going to be a lot of money. I'll be like, okay, if you want to go and be a lawyer, I will help you to my greatest ability to, we're going to try to get you scholarships. We're going to try to do this, this, that. I'll pay for your room and board. I'll, so you don't have to, you can focus on that and you might get a part-time job, whatever. But if you come to me with a, with a real concrete plan, like this is what I want to be. This is what I'm going to college to be. It's a reasonable. Which route. is super tough on the contrary, because, you know, in high school, I think my personal opinion, three out of 10 kids really know what they want to be. You're right. Fuck, I mean, at 18, I had no clue. I mean, I ended up doing what I do now, but like, fuck, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to go to college. I knew that. I did know that. Actually, I knew I wanted to go to the Army. I didn't know what I was going to do after that. I tried to go to the Air Force. I thought that would have been a great venue for me. I had a fucking hernia. Mm -hmm. Didn't know about it. Couldn't end up going, which everything pans out for a reason, but... The military is a great tool for anybody, I think, fresh out of high school that isn't sure of what they want to do because then you get some more time to think about it. You get some structure. You get to learn how to live on your own as an adult. And then you get the funding to go to school in the future. I think it's just a great opportunity. Now, we could go into a conversation of how the military is not a good thing for people. For some people. For some people. Me, I know I... um. If I would have just went straight into the trade after I graduated, I would have got I would have been got fired and got kicked out. Yeah, my my mental wasn't prepared, and I I try to explain that to a lot of young dudes fresh out of high school. I'm like, this is a grown man job. Mm-hmm. You, it's not no show up when you <laughs> want to. Blah blah blah. Fuck off all day. Being you have to show up and produce, or you will get eliminated Bounce. quickly. Yeah. They're not playing about that shit at all in construction. Even me when I first got in, whenever the military worked, probably helped you a lot, huh? It, it did, but even like after that, like whenever, because I started working where I'm working at in 2017, mm-hmm. and even then, like which a lot of that I contribute to <clears throat> uh, relationship issues and a lot of other shit. But like I wasn't, I was missing work all the time. I was doing all type of shit. And the dude that he's actually the son of the dude that owns our company. I was working under him. Like he. Even though he would get shitty at me sometimes, he would like, he would, he would tell me off and like all that other shit. Like he, he never fired me. He, he kept me there, even though it was plenty of times where he could have fired me and got rid of me and just, I'll just been. Is he white? Yeah. Yeah. That's my dog. He, he cool as fuck. So there's some, but that, and and that's when I started, I started realizing this too. 
getting into the trade a lot, I started realizing a lot of, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, a lot of older like white dudes for younger black men that like show some sort of uh, potential, they love to take you under their wing. They love it, bro. I don't know why. It's weird. It, I, I think they they do want the... I think they do want us to, to actually win some. You know, especially in the trade, too. And the reason that I think they want us to win in the trades is because their retirement relies on our productivity. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's not a color thing sometimes in our yeah. trades because their retirement checks depend on our installations. And our retirement checks are going to depend. We have to stay strong as a unit. And that's why, like, you go to the military. It doesn't give I don't give a fuck what color the two dudes are next to me. <clears throat> are you going to save my life? Are you going to save my life? This is a team effort regardless. Yeah. Our skin doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It creates a complex, like, especially for the military and even for Detroit, it creates like a, it really starts to blur your lines of what you think racism is. Because you still have these people, it's so weird, you have these people that'll like, that you, sometimes I had to check a bunch of people, like, saying like, Mm. little racist shit. Yeah. But then at the same time, on the same token, they might say little racist shit, but then would fucking, those are people that would, if I was like, hey, I'm in an emergency, like, I, I can't pay my rent. They would help you in a heartbeat. Be like, here. Same people, right? Same people. It's, it's weird. It's they so, have... It's, everybody has conflicting issues. I think certain people will die on certain hills, but I think at the end of the day, people are good people once mm-hmm. you get to know them on like a, a real level. Like you said, they might say some racist bullshit, but if you actually needed something, they would be there in a heartbeat. It's weird. It's super... Because it, it, te- it teaches me a lot about how... And I was really... I was actually... You know how I over... I like think about yeah. shit all the time. I was actively, whenever I was going through all this shit, early on in my... When I was a trainee working over here, I was I was like conflicted as fuck. Because that's when I was like real black power mm-hmm. and shit. And then I'm like, these motherfuckers say little shit, but then they would be like... They would really take me under that wing and like help me out on certain And shit. teach you a lot. A Not only about work. <clears throat> I've learned more from the guys I work with than I've learned almost anywhere about just being a father, being a, a better man. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are good men. They yeah. really are. They're very wholehearted most of the time. Not to say everybody in the trade is good people, nah, but they're, nah. you meet a lot of good role. You know, It's, it's all different shades. That's, life is not... Mm-hmm. I, I operate on this principle all the time. Life is not black and white. It's, it's really not. It's <clears throat> hundreds of shades of gray. Like, it's just... Truly. It, it's, it's weird. And, like, for the person that thinks in a black and white mindset of it's either this or it's this, like, that it, shit I've gone through will fuck somebody up. Same thing in the military. Like, people say little racist shit or whatever, but then at the end of the day, it's like, it's like <laughs> if we if we downrange somewhere and it's like, I want to make sure you get home to your kids. You know, make sure like, we're not yeah. we're not fighting for. Our, I, I think I've told you this before. Like people would be like, well, I don't give a fuck. We're not fighting about our country. All this other shit. We fight to make sure that the people next to us are gone. Exactly. And if and if you really don't, even though like it's hard to sometimes look past it. Like people say, like little racist shit, whatever. They still kind of have your best interest <laughs> at heart more so than people that don't say racist. It's, it's just an awkward. You really can't wrap your mind around it. Like I've tried. You can't. Yeah. It's, it's dudes in my trade that'll be like, I heard this one dude say some shit. He said it on accident. He was, he hates Mexican people. He said this on accident. I've he heard like, that too. He was like, um, he kept telling me about his mom, how racist his mom. You know how when white people, when you first around them, they try to make sure that you know that they're not racist. He kept telling him, he was like, yeah, my mom was racist. I just couldn't stand it. Like, I didn't, I just didn't understand why she was so mean to black people. She, there, 
we were when we were younger, like the black kids, some black kids from the neighborhood next to us would come over and try to play basketball with us, and she would tell us not to touch the ball, and she would wash the ball like after we played, like all the wild shit, bro. And then he's like, yeah, he's like, I just don't understand it. Like, I just, I don't have a problem with black people, all this other stuff. Like, I just don't understand racist people. And then in the next sentence, we'll be like, fuck Mexicans, bro. I had this same conversation, I swear to God, yeah. with a white guy. Yeah. Same shit. He's like, you know, I, I'm not racist. He said, but I just can't stand Mexicans. I'm like, how did that work? And my head was like on a swivel, like, I, that's racist. <laughs> that, that all, he said all from one altercation <clears throat> at a bar. He's like, me and my cousin went there to shoot some pool. We wanted a table, and my cousin, he was drunk, and he started talking out of his ass. And, you know, next thing I know, 10 Mexicans had knives out against us. I said, who started the con- who started the conflict? He's like, you know, my cousin was a con. I was like, but you don't. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, yeah, <clears throat> I don't like Mexicans now because they all gang up on you. And it was me and <clears throat> another black dude Excuse that me. worked with this dude. He was like, and one time, he, I caught him slipping one time. He's like, he's like, I just don't understand why. He wasn't talking directly about black people. He's like, I just don't understand why people act like this. And it was after the riots. He's like, he's like, he's like, you and Otis, you guys are different. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, no. I mean, I was like, I heard what you said, Jeff. I was like, I, know. I was like, what's that mean? We're not different. I was like, we're not. But, but see, the other dude, shout out my dog. <laughs> he, that's my dog too. He, He's a little bit more. Uh, he's a little bit more their speed. <laughs> I'll say that mm-hmm. he's more their speed. Me, <laughs> you know, me. I'm I'm a little bit, it. I'm a little bit less their speed, but I do what the fuck I got to do at work. I'm <clears throat> they 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 admire like I'm I'm I, I fit in like you know what I'm saying yeah I'm, it's okay I, I fuck with them back like all this other shit yeah. like they they kind of leave me alone but then he he said to people that he said we're okay I'm like you know what I mean people. There are that just that are just like me that you just haven't met to where you look at them. They and there's people in our trade that see my tattoos, they see my neck tattoos. Right. People that have called me a thug, like all this other shit. And they I'm meet like, you, and then you meet me, and it's just like they're like, oh, he's cool. Yeah, and I'm like, just there's imagine tons how many, of people like that. Imagine how many other people that look like me that you have this first impression of, and then you <clears> meet them. I don't know. It's it's, <clears> it's weird. <throat> Never judge a book by its cover, man. I think that's a so. How many? Have you ever been called a nigger by a white person? You know, when we talked about this once before, I'm sure I have. Maybe it's something that I don't like recall. You know what I'm saying? Maybe as a younger kid or something. But Mm -hmm. I honestly, I thought about this after we talked about it. I don't think that I have been because I don't think anybody knows really what the fuck I am. I've been called every fucking race under the sun. Let's call you a spick. People have called me Puerto Rican, <clears throat> Dominican, Indian. I actually get called everything but black. <clears throat> so that might be the only reason I have never been called that because people don't know what the fuck I am. Like my boy Devon, his girl came to our you know basketball league, and she was like, "Is Austin Indian?" He told me she said that, and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know, you know." And then if I go to a Mexican restaurant, they speak Spanish to me. I think nobody knows who to. F- I I don't know. That's I have a reason. I guess at this point, the hair that makes sense. They, it makes sense. The beard. It makes sense. They don't know that I look Arab. <laughs> if I'm running from the police, what are they gonna say? You ever seen a Family Guy when they got that little card? <laughs> it's got the different shades of colors on it. They said they, they would put that motherfucker out on you. Like, How dark is he? I I think the Indian slash Dominican. I'm riding that line. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see Dominican. You definitely look Dominican. 
Especially with the fit you got on right now. You look Dominican as fuck. You look like you about to cut a nigga hair. You and look, be fire you look, with you it. look fly. I'll my man, you, my man. Yeah. I'll definitely let you cut my hair. I'll be like, my yeah, dog. This nigga go, this nigga go, he going to get me right. <laughs> I'll definitely let you cut my shit. <laughs> he said you look like a barber. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I actually like to cut hair too. <clears throat> me, on the other hand, I've been called a nigger more times than I can count. <laughs> I've been called a nigger a lot in the military, all types of shit, bro. I've been called a, that's a good point. I've been called a nigger more times in the military than in civilian life, Bob. I've, like, I've been called a nigger on Xbox. That absolutely. doesn't count, though. Yeah, that don't, that don't count. They Everybody hear my gets, voice. I, my voice gives it away. Everybody gets called a nigger on Xbox. Yeah, even like... If not, even if you're not black. Because I've been playing, and then they... You know, I start doing whatever, and they're like... Uh, they can, I guess about my voice, they're like, we know you're a nigger. I've heard people call Bo a nigger on Xbox. Oh, my people God. People call... They, they, they don't care what color you... That's you, just a word on Xbox. If you play Xbox, little white kids are going to... They love it. Fly. Cause that's the only way they can say it and get away with it yeah. without getting their ass beat. They definitely go. Brings up point. You see the video of dude, the Applebee's getting slapped. slapped I love that. Slapped. I do too. I would smack the fuck out of somebody too. It depends on what mood I'm in. Any mood. I'm I'm less like it depends on where I'm at and what mood I'm in. Like, I think you would smack him too. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Let's get past the bullshit. <laughs> if an old white dude call you nigger, he said there's a difference between black people and niggers. Yeah, I probably. Which I hate that fucking. They always try to say that. Oh, the difference between, yeah. I hate that. Joe Rogan Man. likes to say it. Not no more, though. Can we talk about that? <laughs> That's the other act, topic I want yeah, to talk We about. rolling. We freestyling on Man. this. So, he, okay. I'll let, I'll let you go. go. No, okay. I, I've been, I've been so, about obviously, people out there probably have seen this. If you haven't, somebody clipped Joe Rogan saying nigger a lot in his, the way I just said it even sound like he says it. So, the way... He's using it in like context of other people saying it. He was never, I guess, derogatorily saying it, like calling someone that or blah blah blah. But he felt very comfortable in in saying it, which you know, like he, like any human being, I think he comes out. He states that yes, I shouldn't have done that. I was I was using it too freely, you know. And I think as a human being, we do learn and grow, and maybe him. In that time when he was using it, maybe he didn't think that it was a problem to quote the word. Now he's older. He sees the ro- the racial dilemmas that are still currently present. He feels like he did something disrespectful to a community. And he does openly apologize, which I told you, I said, as a man, I give him that. Because a lot of people would have just pushed to the fucking side and said, fuck it, and kept moving. At least he does open up and say, look, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I do respect an apology and someone being up front, but him being open to, it's all about, you know, I, like I said, I think he was saying he was using it like when Richard Pryor would use it or blah, blah, blah. Other comedians, he was even uh, quoting black comedians, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know Richard Pryor would say this shit all the time. I think he loves, I think he actually loves black people in the black community. I really do. I don't think he has any beef. I mean, look how many people that are black, like Israel Adesanya. I know a lot of people blew their fucking mind when he said what he said, but that's a man that really knows this man. We don't know him or him. So it's like, if he's like, that's my dog, he's like, if he, if I would have had a bad vibe from him, you know, I would have probably caught that or any other, you know, he on there with Snoop. He on there with, you know, I think multiple black people that will probably be like, I'm not Dave Chappelle, I think would have checked him. Dave Chappelle probably did, you know. Dave Chappelle would have absolutely checked him. Absolutely, in my mind, he would have. Of what, of what I, of what I, of what I know Dave Chappelle to be, 
He would have. We can't sit here and act like he wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. He would have checked him. Now, even the the ape or the gorilla or the monkey thing. That was the wild one to me. <laughs> but but so for that one, uh, and I didn't, they clipped that one, but like at the end of that one, he started talking about, he's like, after right after he said that, he's like, damn. He's like, that was racist. He's like, he's like, I, I take that back. He's like, that do was you racist. see how they don't put that yeah, yeah. on social media? And he he, right he after, checked he, himself. He's like, he's like, that was racist. He was like, that was fucked up. I shouldn't but have said that. He's like, I shouldn't have said that. He's like, he's like, and I ended up having an amazing time with like all the people in that movie theater. He's like, yeah. one of the best experiences I ever had. My thing, because I looked at it in my in my perspective, I, I looked at it, I thought about it for a while. I was like, man. I can't be a hypocrite. Like I gotta, I, I deleted like all of the like episodes off my spot, my Spotify, because I was really, I thought about, it. I was like, I can't support some shit like that. Like even though I like Joe Rogan and I like the content he puts out, I can't support it. And I was gonna leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I started thinking over the next few days, and I was like, man, like that's such a binary way of looking at it. I was like, I should, I should go more in depth at this. And I came to the conclusion, I'm like, okay, I don't know this man. I don't I don't know him personally like maybe I don't believe it but maybe he's racist maybe he doesn't like black people but then I start I was like <clears throat> here's the here's the excuse I came up or not excuse the reasoning I was like okay let's say he's on the off chance he's racist the people that he has on his podcast specifically I pointed to, I pointed to one thing for black people specifically there's a guy named Josh Dubin that he has on all the time for the Innocence Project that frees black. He come. Josh Dubin is is openly talking about how bad the our justice system is. He's a lawyer. Towards he deals black with, people. He yeah. He deals with the Innocence Project. Yeah, the Innocence Project is fire. If anybody you know you want to look into more, they work there. It's at Innocence on Twitter. I don't know what their Instagram is, but I know at Innocence on Twitter. They they deal with a lot of cases of wrongfully imprisoned black people for the and Hispanic and Hispanic. <clears throat> Any ethnicity, for, really. For, like, people get long-ass <laughs> sentences for shit that they flat out did not do. They deal with all of those cases. He has Josh Dubin on all the time. And is very supportive of it. And he, he yeah, Joe Rogan gives them gives their foundation money. And for the most part, he he gives them a, a, platform, a platform to speak on what's going on. A lot of issues that I wouldn't even know what was going on. So I'm like, if a person has these people on, he's had people like Cornell West. He's had people Francis and Ganu tell his story. If and, and, and on a on a selfish point for shit that I'm interested in, he has people on like Randall Carlson. He has people on like um, what's the black scientist dude's name that's real smart that talks about Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He has on Neil deGrasse Tyson. He has on uh, Dr. Carl Hart who talks a lot. About oh yeah, drugs. yeah, yeah. He he has on all these people <laughs> of shit that I'm personally interested in. So then I, I take a step back. I'm like, what's more important to me? Even if I don't like the person that owns this. Is it more important for this information to get out, or is it more important that he said some words, which he said in different contexts than what people believe? Is it is that more important, or is mm-hmm. this information that he's disseminating, which is way more important? To he's me, had Kanye. He's let Kanye sit on there for three hours essentially and speak his mind. And but this is shit that like to where I'm like I would argue with somebody if I was sitting across from from them people who would take all the Twitter shit and be like Joe Rogan's racist like this shit. But man. that's what people do. They don't never listen to one episode of this man, see that clip, and they run with it. That's we what people can't do. Everything. Do that shit. People let Twitter think for them. That's yeah. that's ultimately the, the like this dude at work. 
he we were talking about it. he's like i can't believe you did all that i was like i asked him i said have you ever listened to one episode of joe rogan he's like no why would i i said so you can know what you're talking about mm-hmm. the fuck do you mean why would you if yeah. you have such an opinionative you know thought process on this at least know who you're talking about you're not giving the dude any chance at all you're seeing one clip of something he did and you're automatically being judgmental mm-hmm. that's not right that's why me and you like I, when we talk about it, i always talk about like i even listen to people that people that you know I hate, like, I, oh, I listen to them, and that's so important because, like, I hate, for anybody that does not know me, I hate Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and Candace Owens. And Candace Owens. Fuck her. I hate Ben Shapiro, but, like, I listen to stuff that he says because I know how important it is to hear the people that you agree with and the people that you disagree with. That, that's, that's, if you only listen to the people that you agree with, you're living in a bubble, and you're only getting certain information that is not helping you grow as a person, like... So I even, when I got here today, I talked to Paul about this exact topic and I told him we're going to spin into Kanye West. I told him, I think, I think human beings as a whole, especially curious, curious human beings love to play both sides of the fence because in order to fully understand something, you have to see it from all angles. So I asked him, you know, I've been watching the Kanye documentary and I see how heavy he was on, you know, black issues and black, you know, the black community and et cetera, et cetera. And then we jump fast forward to him, you know, in the White House wearing Make uh, Make America Great Again hat, shaking hands with Trump. And I said, you know, do you think people who are very curious beings go through phases of like, okay, I've played this side of the fence for so long. Let me see what this other side has to offer, because without knowing how am I ever supposed to be full retrospect and understand this topic as a whole. Now, I told Paul, I said, was Kanye bugging for going that far off the deep end? Obviously, we all see that he was. But everybody that's I think it comes down to curiosity, bro. And that's why for people that don't know you, I really appreciate that about you, even though sometimes you text me. Bugging. But 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 see. You, th- I, I don't, I don't take that as a bad thing. Like sometimes you text me early as fuck during work about some shit that I vehemently, like I vehemently disagree with. But yes. like I appreciate that about you because you look at the other side of everything. You yes. always look, not, like I love that about you. You always look at the other side. And I only usually ask you yeah. because I know you're not going to judge me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to befriend me. You're only going to give me your perspective of yeah. it, and we can go and get past it yeah. and move on with our day. And that's what, like, yeah, like we like. It's you'll, love, bro. You'll say some shit like that to me, and I'm like, and we'll argue about it. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have all 100%. our points, and I'll send screenshots, and he hates that. <laughs> the other day, the China one, bro, <laughs> I was dead, bro. But, but that's because I know and you. And I've researched it somewhat after yeah. that. Like you said, I would, and I do. Yeah. You give me that at least, though. You're like, okay, you're going to take that's time. A, you know you're not arguing with the fool, no, I, I know, and I, I know, will research shit after I, I know you say it. Whatever points that you stand on, <clears> I know. <throat> That I know that might be where you stand right now, but even no matter what I say or no matter how heated the argument I goes into, I'm like, this nigga's gonna go look into what I'm I say. I'm not gonna just stop there. He he's, he's not gonna just go with his with what he said and just like that's it. That's why no. I can talk to you because I'm like, he's gonna go. I'm open minded. He gonna you gonna look into both sides. I read into Chinese and black issues for like three hours the day. Following yeah, and I knew you was gonna do that. That's I do because it's only fair. Yeah. I'm not going to die on any hill, nah. especially when I'm not educated. But me sitting Stephon Marbury statue had me <laughs> dead. But I don't. That's, that's why it's important to like have conversations with people and get to know people because 
I know that about you. Yeah. And but like we friends, so that's different than like random other people. But yeah. like I know how I know how you are. And I know yeah. I'm like he's he's probably over here sending me this shit. Smiling and chuckling, and, laughing. and I'm like, he, I know what you're doing. Yeah. So like, and I, know he, I know he's not. It, it doesn't make me mad because I know who you are, and I'm like, yeah. But this is a curious person, and this is a person that's going to seek out information and knowledge. And you're just, and even me sometimes, I can get, I can get settled into a viewpoint. And then even like when me and you argue about certain shit, and I don't agree with you, I'm like, let me go. <laughs> like, like, let me go. Look what this nigga's talking about. Reanalyze. Analyzing information is so important. Yeah. And I think so many people are fixated that they know everything. Mm-hmm. That is not the way to approach any it's fucking thing. It's a terrible thing. way to be. Don't approach that because me and Paul, we'll, we'll be totally conflict. You know, we'll conflict on everything we're saying back and forth. But like he said, we'll counter after that. He might look into some shit I say. I'll look into some shit he says. And we meet in the middle. And we always, even, or I'll even end up texting him or vice versa. I'm like, hey, bro, I kind of see what yeah, you were saying. Right. You don't have to always win. Nah. It's not about that. You never, never grow if you always have to fucking no. win. You have to sometimes be like, all right, maybe I'm wrong. Even, even on shit that you super studied on or you think you studied on, like, you might be wrong. There's like, more you, depth to every you, fucking thing. You, you'll bring information that I didn't know. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I never seen this. Like, I last, looked into China. At, and seeing like, like a lot of um you know a lot of their college students had dealt with racism over in China mm-hmm. and you know but you know China is a communist country mm-hmm. so they're able to control a lot of their media and their narratives and yeah. if you ask the top Chinese officials they'll be like no 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 we're not racist in this country mm-hmm. but if you ask the people who actually live there and have dealt with some of the bullshit they'll tell you a different story yeah. everything has this it has layers Exactly, and that's the shit that we have to break through. Yeah, you ask Stefan Marbury, who's a Chinese yeah. legend, but he's love him. He's in the top ten like best citizens in fucking. I think is it Hong Kong? Yeah, like he's like or Beijing. He's like one of their best citizens, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's black. He moved over there. I'm like, so I'm telling Paul, I'm like, how are they racist? Obviously, using one person as an example is not a good thing, yeah. but because I was listening to Israel Adesanya interview lately and like i didn't know a whole bunch about his story but he like moved over to china to like like to start like kickboxing mm-hmm. and doing all this other shit he's talking he's like yeah he's living in rural china he's like man he's like i would walk around and like he's like these chinese people would just like he said like, they would literally stop whatever they was doing on the street and just stare at me like i was a like, foreign a, creature a, a unicorn he's like they would stop and they'd be like who's this big black like he said he said now he said some people would just do it purely out of Wonder and fascination. And he said some people would do it just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It would, but that happens here too. Yeah. That happens any fucking It happens way. everywhere. And it, it, it's complex, but. Like, if I go to any other country that's yeah. not used to seeing one of me, Black people, yeah. I'm, yeah. If I go to fucking anywhere, I would expect. Sometimes it works to your advantage, from what I've heard. Yeah, in Germany, I was they say, say they say, nigga, of, they say, come here, baby. I know a lot of like dudes in the army that stationed in Germany that be like, even the Philippines, shit like Philippines, that. They, they love like, them. They love us. Of ass. <laughs> like, exactly. If you, if you come to Germany, like, I think it's Americans in general, though. They yeah. love Americans, but especially niggas. Like I know, I know mm-hmm. some, some like some nigga niggas. They heard about them tally knackers, oh, man. Bust them. I, I know a dude that live in Germany, bro. That nigga didn't have more pussy Slaying. than I can imagine. Like, but that's it. Adolf man. Hitler be so upset. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, that nigga will be pissed. That's that's another interesting thing. Like you know, they don't let people like fly to swat. Like it's illegal to fly to swastika. 
But over here, you can fly a fucking the Confederate flag. flag. I don't understand that. So the Confederate flag is an interesting conversation because if you ask, like, there's this guy I work with. He was a laborer. Or no, he's a uh, carpenter. Same fucking thing, in my opinion. He had a rebel flag at his house. And I asked him, I said, you know, we're in the North and they fucking lost, right? Like, you're a loser. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he was like, well, it's not for, it's not for what you, for what you think it stands for. And I'm like, so what the fuck do you think it stands for? And he's like, well, it stands for, you know, the traditions and the culture and the, uh, you know, the history of the South. And, you know, we could, I accept that philosophy and I understand that the Confederate, the Confederates weren't all about slavery, even though the Civil War and all that majority was over slavery. But let's just say, you know. The South did have certain traditions and a certain culture that I'm not, you know, wrapped up in because I've never been in the South on a heavy level. So maybe he has been. Maybe the South does have these Southern traditions that that culturally he does follow. I don't know. I th- Anybody that doesn't know the South looks at the Confederate flag and says, this is fucking racist. Fuck what you're talking about. He didn't really have a good answer for me, but maybe there's somebody out there that would that can explain to me what the Confederate flag to them really does stand for. Like I said, I think it's a Southern driven, you know, Southern pride, sort of speak. I I don't know why you fly it here in Indiana, but that's my thing. People people give me the same argument. I'm like, yeah, like okay, maybe if we was like in Alabama, like I might be able to slightly feel you, but like nigga, you're in Indiana and you don't have any family from the south. That's the part about this dude that I didn't catch, and I think he was solely flying it because he wanted to have that upper hand of like, you know, I don't rock with niggas. Pretty much, and that. But I feel like, people, but he never treated me bad in person. But you also, I feel, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of people also <laughs> do that shit like just to like be like, oh, I'm a rebel. Like you know what I'm saying? That too. And I also want to bring this weird point up. Not weird, but do you feel like the lighter skin you are, the better you get treated? Without a shadow of a doubt. So I guess Chinese, the more I read into the Chinese shit, Mm -hmm. they said even their own people who are darker skin get treated worse. Same thing with interesting topic, too, going along with what you're saying. This, This goes into Hispanic people, too. Like, I know a lot of people, like, I have Hispanic friends to where... Their families will like own a company or something, and then like they'll have kids. And so these are, <clears throat> if you know Mexican people, like there are different shades of Mexican people. Like there will be a Mexican person that's damn near the same color as me, and there will be a Mexican person that you can't tell the difference between if they're white or Mexican. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's some it's genetic shit. I don't. I'm not a genetic biologist or fucking whatever, but. <clears throat> They'll have kids to where, like, some of the kids will look more like what you would normally think Mexican people look like. And then some of the kids will look like white. I have a friend that their family is just like this. Like, they got kids that look straight Mexican. And they got kids that look like, like, damn, there's no way you're Mexican. You're white. But apparently, in Mexican communities, the children that look more fair, fair skinned and white, they're better treated. They end up. Becoming, they end up owning the company, becoming faces of the company or whatever. They ended up inheriting whatever the parents had because it's more like a, they're, they just look whiter. So they're considered the, the prodigal children or whatever. And same thing in like in Indian culture, same thing in, like you said, Asian culture. Like it, <clears throat> everything good. about dark skin, like they just treat you different no matter where you're at, the darker your skin. Like when I first seen Canelo Alvarez, you look white. 
I thought he was white. That's how my friend looks. I was like, who's this? They're saying he's Spanish. <laughs> I was like, this is a white dude. Yeah. You know, dude speaks fluent, you know, Spanish and blah, blah, blah. But it goes, what's funny is Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Sammy Sosa, well, I guess it's not only just him. Is Sammy Sosa Dominican? Mm-hmm. Cuban? Cuban or Dominican. I think I'm Whatever the case Dominican. is, I guess that they pay to have their skin whitened mm-hmm. as like a tradition. And I think this even goes to Michael Jackson. As far as they see lighter skin as being more godly or appreciated. And I wonder where this like all started. I think it, I think in it's, history. I think it's what we think it is. Like cuz they do the same thing like <clears throat> in a lot of places in Asia. They do skin whitening creams in Japan, China, they, all over the world. In Africa too. They like the lighter you are, the the more suitable you are for society and they do <clears throat> and the thing the thing I always find interesting is people that talk about it like this. Like they talk about, well, you look at pop culture and you look at all the things that are black that are bad looking that are white that are good. So you have like you have something like like black magic, black cats are unlucky. You have things like the black like, market. Yeah, the black market. Yeah, and then you got things like little white lies. Yeah. Like and then and then even in the in in heavily white Jesus. White Jesus in heavily altered versions. <clears throat> I want to be clear when I say altered versions of the Bible. White is cleanly, pure. Clean. Even in the dictionary, you look pure, clean, um, trustworthy, all this other. So you look Happy, at black, evil, <clears throat> evil, bad, dark, deceit, yeah, deceitful. Like it, but it, it's 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 a depiction. To, back to the little things. It's ingrained to think that to think that. And then, because when you see a real dark motherfucker, you like he must be up to something. Mm-hmm. But then you see like Pee Wee Herman, you like he wouldn't <laughs> like, do shit. But he really like, a child molester yeah, and a dark dude. Like, like is a great father. But that that's that's cultural conditioning. Is and it, but it's not just that type of shit right there. It's not just in America. It's, it's everywhere, all over the place. That's why I said it's an interesting conversation because this is something that's a, a global thing. We've talked about that before. I'm like when I talk about why does the whole world hate niggas? <laughs> like it's just really why does the whole world hate dark skin? Dark skin. That's yeah. even a better question. Like it's why weird. is dark skin? Is it the melanin that like actually is making people closer to our creator? Because obviously the first people were Africans. Like is that like the devil actually working? Against God, maybe is that a deep a deep thought? It, yeah, because I mean, if you, like you said, if you think about it, for the most part, if you talk about the origins of humanity, which some people even, like to fucking argue. Well, I would argue <laughs> partially too, but so the, so what we understand or I'm not even gonna get into all that. <laughs> what we understand the origins, and most most people understand the origins of humanity to be like Mesopotamia, shit like that. That it we're we're known to come from right in that the area. equator. Mm-hmm. Like and wherever you want to say it is, right around the equator, cradle cradle of civilization, where it was warmer. So in that in that climate, you would need darker skin because that's that's just how you would evolutionarily Well the sun you can't take a dude from, let's say, an Irish guy and mm-hmm. put him in Central Africa. <clears throat> and you can, but it's he's all, going to be fucked up. It's all about vitamin D because in that area where the sun is abundant you don't you, need as much intake. You don't need yeah. So your so, skin so basically deflects yeah, it. Your, your skin is shielding you from more vitamin D. That's why a lot of black people are vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D deficient. 
all my black people in America, especially in Indiana, places where there's not please a lot of sun. Please take this information. Take vitamin D. Please will, go get your vitamin D levels checked, people, because a lot of y'all don't know out there that it's linked to anxiety and depression and a bunch of health issues. This is something that I can say right here, right now has changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was low on vitamin D. I started to supplement it. Uh, also B12. Do not let your B12 levels get low. These are things that are critical for your mind, for your development, mm-hmm. everything you do, your energy levels. Everybody out there, if you get your blood work done at your doctor, say, can you please add a vitamin D and a B12 you know, panel to my blood work and check those levels because you probably are low and these are directly affected to depression. You know, exactly. in Indiana, we don't get sunlight five and, months out the year. And generally. for people, for, for anybody that's listening to this that doesn't, because there are people that don't have health insurance or whatever, or don't have a direct way to access like blood work or don't have the money, whatever. If you go on Amazon, you go on, there's this, there's this store called Pure Encapsulations that sells fat soluble vitamins. There's a, there's a vitamin D, 10,000 IUs. If you don't know your, your exact vitamin D levels and haven't been to a doctor to get them tested, if you take one capsule of 10,000 IU vitamin D every three or four days, you will keep your levels at a sufficient amount. I'll be the first to tell you when I first had my levels checked, I think the range is like 33 to like 80 something in the normal range. I was like a 28. Mm-hmm. Let's say I supplemented, sat in the sun, all that for like a year. Blood levels checked the next year. I went from a 28 to like a 38. Let's just say you can supplement very heavily, I think, before you could become like two vitamin D. <clears throat> Toxic. Um, toxic. There, there's toxic levels, but you have to take like an obscene. A lot. And the only, the best way is obviously the sun. The way that the body synthesizes vitamin D through the sun is amazing. Um, it's the absolute best way to get vitamin D. Any chance, any, they always say if you can, every single day you need to be in sunlight for 15 minutes because that little bit of sunlight synthesizes vitamin D, which is critical for the body. Obviously, in Indiana, it's not as as easy. But in the summer, man, y'all that are always in the house, go sit outside for 20, 30 minutes a day and just let that sun hit you. It helps you. It makes you feel good. It helps your mental. Sit outside and read a book. Sit outside. Just listen to some music. I'm a huge fan of just being outside. That's why I golf. Playing golf allows me to do something competitive. Also, be outside. And you can get fucked up <laughs> and in the winter if you can't get outside like a lot of people especially living here supplement supplement that's all you can do i know i'm i'm a i'm a very um i'm very aware of seasonal depression i suffer from it a lot like it it that's the best way you can combat it is yeah because we're all just we're we're fucking chemistry factories as humans like well everything that affects us is chemicals, chemicals. like it's chemicals in our brain, chemicals in our body, hormones. Like, that's what affects our moods. If you can regulate those. Vitamin D is actually considered more of a, a hormone, hormone. Yeah, is, than a vitamin. A, a lot of people that don't know that, just do some research on vitamin D, people, please. You just gotta, you just gotta. <clears throat> and I know sometimes it's hard to, like, really know your levels unless, like, you can, like he said, get to a doctor and do blood panels. But, like, if you, the more aware you are of yourself and the more you know what these hormones and chemicals do for you, you'll kind of be able to. Say okay, and then look at your diet too. Be like, I'm deficient. I'm definitely deficient in this. I'm definitely deficient in iron. 
I'm deficient in fiber, vitamin C, like whatever it is. If you know your diet, you know how you how your mood is, how you feel, you can work around that a little bit and try to do the best you can. If you can buy a Gucci belt or a Gucci bag, you can get a blood panel done. That's a fact. Take care of yourself first, people. I mean, I know we out here wanting to flex and buy nice shit, but health is wealth. Never forget that. The better you feel, the better you are all around. And you may have to give up one of your favorite sweaters or one of your favorite bags. But if you're not feeling all there up, up top and your mental's not cleared, then that should be your first thing that you need to result to is, okay, let me go ahead and get my, my health in order. Um, Absolutely. Me doing that has changed my life incredibly. I was dealing with anxiety on a daily basis. I didn't understand why. I didn't have anything directly affected me that I felt like should have put me in this whirlwind of a problem. So I started researching on you know Google, YouTube, etc., and I found that vitamin levels were very critical to the the mental for all of us. So you know, obviously, I went to my doctor. I got blood work done. I found out that some of my levels are low. I still to this day get my levels checked periodically, just because I am very aware of how I'm feeling and I feel a hundred times better. And I will tell anybody and everybody out there, this is a, a life changer for all you guys that are in the slumps or you have anxiety on a regular basis, go get your vitamin levels checked because you'll be surprised that these are directly affected to your mind. These chemicals create serotonin, dopamine, they balance you out. And if they're not right, you're not right in the head. It's going to spin you out of control. And this is just what it is. I mean, we can't avoid it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with him. Um, we're on like a minute or an hour was it hour 26? Going in. So we might as well. <clears throat> I think we should, since we haven't done a lot of shit on Patreon, I think we should cut this a little short, man, dude. That's cool. Do some, yeah, some we all make sure Patreon, Patreon uh, pop off for yeah. all y'all out there. We so, still appreciate all y'all. Yeah, yeah. I post a Patreon in the, in the bio. I post our, um, for anybody out there that hasn't been to our merch website yet, I post that in our bio as well. Please go check it out. Buy you a hoodie, shirt, hat, whatever it is. Um, support. We appreciate everybody that supported already. And as always, I think we're going to get into our song of the week. So <clears throat> once again, thank y'all. We love y'all. And Much love. As always, we out. <clears throat> so my song of the week is going to be a song off of No Church on Sundays by Sai High the Prince called Don't Know Why. And... It's actually amazing because I don't know why I'm picking this as my, as my song of the week. I just love this song. It's my shit. Once again, this Don't Know Why by Saha the Prince. Don't nobody know why. Nobody knows why. Y'all niggas still down in the streets and don't nobody know why Nobody knows why Don't nobody know why Y'all niggas still down in the streets and don't nobody know why Zaha, 38 snub hugger Jealousy is a motherfucker Swear these niggas to kill they blood brother All for the love of them Money and gangs plus the drug hustle but let me say this before the judge judges Why must the thugs suffer? We already getting it out the mud puddle 
Then on top of that, the flood struck us. Sober for them boys, cuff us. Or we lose our life to these blood suckers. Rather meet the Migos at the Fud Ruckers. Back when I had a plug on the look, guys. Served it while the cush dry. Bought two but took five. We call that paying hood ties. I'm from a place where the good die. Young turn boys to men. It's so hard to say your goodbyes. Man, this shit done took lives. If you died with your hood ride, the only time you got the goosebumps was at a book drive. Posing for my mug shot, make sure you get my good side. I'm just a head case, even took me to scare straight. Left the house at 16, I felt I was dead weight. But to the streets, I was fresh bait. So I'm riding through the six with my SK. Hey, try not to meet my death day. Cause they killed my partner and left him dead by the expressway. And don't nobody know why. Don't nobody know why Young niggas still down in the streets And don't nobody know why Don't nobody know why Don't nobody know why Young niggas still down in the streets And don't nobody know why We have lost a lot of beautiful souls to the struggle To all my fallen soldiers, we miss you I bought a few of my east side homies to help me relay my condolences. The legendary Jagged Edge. I told us Brenner had a baby. Crooked ass cops trying to send him to his grave like, thanks for my child. Crooked ass feds trying to give a nigga long time. The love for that black skin still a replay. Systematic corruption keep us in place. Ah, oh, when we gonna have our day. When the sun gonna yeah. shine down on our huh. way Panhandler, hand-to-hand gambler Scam amateur, seven grand scrambler Had a money, Kylo Tahoe, and a tan challenger Hit rock bottom, I swear you can't take this shit for granted, bruh So I see everything panoramic Cause one wrong move that'll take you off the planet Cause so I move around with the broom like a janitor Pomegranate cannabis, caught a plan, ran it up Automatic hammers tucked on every transaction FedEx the package, yo, I might just damn track it Back and forth to Michigan, I want my grands rapid Them niggas who tried to write me out can't even pay their taxes 49, I was told to mind your business, nigga I seen some shit, Jehovah ain't even witness, nigga 96 Explorer, got so many stash spots I told the cop you never find it like a Sasquatch A good lawyer, lower cases if your caps lock So I showed up in court, me and Matt lie Ha, beat the case and did the red top Then for all my niggas who didn't make it out the trap spot Don't nobody know why Don't nobody know why Young niggas done dying in these streets Don't nobody know why Don't nobody know why We was just some small timers With the jail nothing major, we was all minors They tried to tie one of us to the gun But it's funny cause now All my niggas eating off China Keep a stick for the haters trying to chalk liners It was like hide and go seek But don't let the law find us I done forgot more than you ever learned So when you speak on my name Put me up there with the all-timers What you know about me and your connect At a small diner talking murder over waffles And corned beef hash 
on a clear black night like Warren G had. He was dropping off some bags on the corner he had. Some youngin ran up on him. He had on a ski mask. My OG shot him through the door. Left him on the street bad. Then he asked me for the check, but not an actual check. For those who not in the streets, just know that mean cash. I'm from where a zone is a zipper, and your tone is your trigger. Where your wife is your bitch, and your homies your niggas. In my city, I'm legend. On my corner, I'm chipper. Running from the red dogs, we holler Clifford. I had all the red bras and all the strippers. We broke every fed law that's in the system. I had a dream walking out the county in burgundy slippers. And right before I was about to hug my sister. Hey, fuck, nigga. That was Don't Nobody Know Why by Sci High the Prince. Straight Pressure. <laughs> I love that song so much, bro. That shit is straight pressure. What was your song, uh, DMX? <clears throat> Look Through My Eyes. So I've been on this like DMX kick lately, just reminiscing, man, and appreciating his music. And really, I think a lot of people, I was watching a lot of his old interviews the other day and just like soaking it all in and the intellect and what he'd been through and like just who he was as a person. So I just want to pay my respects, um, play one of my favorite songs by X, and just this is off his first album. Anybody out here, y'all probably ain't even heard it, but it's called Look Through My Eyes by DMX. Judge not, judge not, that you be judged first. I don't even know that when I murder me Just because they heard of me And they know that the dark is for real The bark is for real When you see that spark, it'll kill People about parking and chill Take it over there, walk with it From Mayo to Cali, Baltimore Back to New York with it Come through flying Up one, two, nine Up the school street Cause I come through mine Barking my dogs Get at me, nigga Get at me, nigga With the deal is Never forget what real is The cat that used to say X is the best No, he still is Can't help feel this But on your arm, take it there if you want, but I lose chunks with the bomb. The calm before the storm, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and it's getting warm. Fill me up. Quickie, for real. Walking my 
the Patreon. Yeah, I gotta pay for it. We keep it correct. We talking about the Kanye shit. Kanye 